GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Thank you for joining us. I am Kelly M. Board, sitting in for Jonathan Scott today. We're live till 2 on Radio Gibraltar and also on GBC Television. Coming up on the show, plans are in motion to improve marriage services on The Rock. For weddings outside of the jurisdiction, and we ourselves, we actually work internally to make uh, more bookings and get more business for Gibraltar. Of the more than 1,300 couples who have tied the knot on the rock this year, over 1,500 of them are from abroad. Our reporter Ian Triclarence has been looking at the stats and will be with me in the studio very shortly. We'll be speaking to Charity Possibilities following a £45,000 donation from the GBC Open Day Trust. Because of this donation has really, really changed the opportunities of those with supported needs and disabilities and more so those persons of the neurodiverse community. It's amazing that we can actually provide that to the community of Gibraltar. Nicole Buckley and Ruth Jacks from Possibilities will be telling us how that money will be used and we'll also be discussing the challenges for our neurodivergent community at Christmas time. If you have ADHD or autism or have a family member who does, then get in touch with your tips and advice for those who may struggle during the festive period. Exciting concert news. Nile Rogers and Sheik will be performing on The Rock this summer. With songs like Good Times and Freak Out, it's bound to be a feel-good show to get you on your feet and we'll be finding out more from organiser Owen Smith. All of that plus the latest local news at half one. And what are you talking about today? Perhaps you were affected by the power outage yesterday. Feel free to call us or send us a WhatsApp on 200 200. This is Gibraltar Today, and as we've been reporting, more than 1,600 couples tied the knot on the rock this year. And our reporter, Ian Triclarence, has been looking at some of those statistics from 2023. Quite surprising figures, Ian, when it comes to how many of those couples are from abroad. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I hadn't thought about it much. And I I do realise you see a lot of couples walking down, you know, recently married. But as you said, 1,670 marriages so far, uh, not including December. 161 are residents, so that's 1,509 include non-residents. So the vast majority of of marriages on the rock uh, are non-residents. Also interesting, under 5% of same-sex marriages involve residents, five of the 103 that have taken place. And as we've, well, as we've often seen, I'm sure, you know, down by Secretary's Lane is where the Civil uh, Service and Registration Office is. It's not the most picturesque spot in Gibraltar. Well, you often see when you drive by Secretary's Lane, you often see the, the wedding party almost spill out onto the road, no? Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the bride in her, her full-length gown picking up her train yeah. and trying to, like, weave through the traffic. So I suppose uh, they're hoping to move the services. Well, they are moving it to City Hall. So that's one of the improvements that they have announced. City Hall seems like an, it's a very obvious upgrade. And there are also plans... Um, I spoke to Carl Viagas uh, architect, lead architect for the government and um, I spoke to him about plans for the mount. Now the mount is again, I was surprised to see how big it is bigger than the Alameda Garden, apparently the entire footprint, Uh, but one of the easier things they're going to be able to do is set up a registration office there and then I think you just have the the quick access, the easy access to the Alameda Gardens which is where I think most people want to have their wedding photos taken A beautiful setting, but of course the time frame for the mount, I'm not sure whether Carl gave you an update on, on how long that's going to take I don't think there's exact. Um, it's not going to be any time for, uh, yeah. soon. 
put it that way. So in the meantime, City Hall is is the plan. Yeah. And we did speak to Carl Triay, another Carl, not to be confused with Carl Viagas, from the CSRO's office. This is what he had to say. Yes, it's part of our oral vision for, over the, for the jurisdiction as such. We have the GTB that will promote weddings outside of the jurisdiction. And we ourselves, we actually work internally to make uh, more bookings and get more business for Gibraltar. So I think it's a win-win for everyone. We have a coordinated approach to, to improve the, the service that we provide for marriage ceremonies. And we're all working together towards it. So it's brilliant. I think we need to look at the digital aspect of how we deal with marriages, the ROI internal systems at the CSRO may need some improvements and we're working to, together to, with the several departments and the governments to make necessary changes. I think this is important and we need to move on with uh, digitization and looking at our own internal systems to see how we can improve further. Carl Triai from the Civil Status and Registration Office talking about some of those improvements that will be put in place to, to help marriage services blossom on the rock. It's obviously a very popular, uh, yeah. it, there's a lot of appeal to getting married in Gibraltar, clearly when 1,500 people are travelling to the rock, especially to do so. So long may that continue. Uh, what else have you found uh, that's interesting in the statistics that we've been sent, Ian? I mean, well, I wasn't surprised by it, but apparently there's a lull in July. June and September. Really? And September, Maybe perhaps yeah. July seems too hot? A bit too hot, just a tad too hot. Uh, June and September are the most popular months, uh, which Shalina, she's just got married, she wasn't surprised by that. So apparently that's something that uh, uh, goes beyond Gibraltar. And yeah, I mean, you heard Contri uh, there talking about advertising this as a product outside of Gibraltar. I think that is interesting. And the digitization as well, just a, a case of streamlining everything to make it easy to me- make it accessible. Weddings you'll know better than me, are, are, are complicated times. They take a lot of planning and it, I think just making easier, me, making it accessible to people outside Gibraltar will just mean an extra line of revenue if you want to look at it in that Yeah, and then of course the iconic rock. I mean, who doesn't want yeah. that in their wedding photos? It, yeah, and, and as <laughs> Especially dating back to like John Lennon and Yoko Ono. No, who wants to, uh, who yeah, doesn't want to? The, to the exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, an appeal to getting married in Gibraltar as we can see from the statistics. Yep, and we'll have a more in-depth report for you later on today. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Ian Tri-Clarence. Radio Gibraltar Travel with Petroil. Quality automotive fuel products at competitive prices. There's a temporary pedestrian crossing by Governor's Lane, so take care of your driving in the area. It's a bit hard to see, uh, so also take care of your walking along too. Roadworks in Red Sands Road and further along on Rosier Road. No more flights today, they're done, but one cruise is in port, the Amadea, that arrived this morning and will be leaving at 11 o'clock, so I imagine town is probably pretty busy right about now. At the frontier, there's no queue to drive into Spain at the moment. And now joining us with the latest sports news, none other other than Robin Shepard-Gabota. Hey, Kels. Uh, Yeah, we'll start with football. And it's been a bit of a managerial merry-go-round at Manchester 62 this season. But what a start to life as boss for Jamie McDonough, who watched his side beat Lynx 4-1 on Friday night. Elsewhere, important wins for Bruno's Magpies and Lincoln, who go top, uh, only go top because the game between league leaders St. Joseph's and Monscalpe was suspended with a score at 1-1. A power outage in the second half uh, brought things to a sudden halt. GBC understands the remaining 13 minutes of that game will be played at a 
uh, later date. The third and final installment of the 2023 Youth Rugby Festival took place on Saturday. Uh, Europa Point was buzzing with festive cheer as Gibraltar's four main teams competed across three age groups. In basketball, a flurry of finals in recent days. The senior women's went right down to the wire. Uh, Europa Valmar edging Bavaria 60 points to 57. Uh, then Bavaria thrashed Lincoln Bayside in the under-17 final and pure drama in the under-14 girls' final between Bavaria and the Gators neck and neck but separated by a winning shot in the dying seconds. It's like a 90s movie uh, for the Gators. Sheer relief for captain Daniela Martinez. Yeah, it was a really good game. I was so nervous. I, I really, deep down, I thought we were going to lose, but we all just played like a team and we ended up winning at the end. Away from home, Gibraltar was one of seven nations that competed in an under-19 netball training camp in Loughborough University. Our girls, most of whom will be eligible for the Youth World Cup in 2025, lost all but one of their games. They did manage to beat the Isle of Man. All in all, an invaluable experience for the squad in solidifying that pathway up to the seniors. And lastly, the nominees have been announced for the 2023 British Rowing Awards. Galpers Thomas Zamit makes the shortlist for Junior Crew of the Year. The awards ceremony will take place on the 25th of January. Thank you very much, Robin. On a personal level, before you go anywhere, I know you just recently completed a half marathon, so congratulations on that. Thank you. You were training hard and you were working hard towards that. Now it's Christmas, so what's the, the training regime going to look like for Robin Shepagaburro over the Christmas break? I mean, in the GBC building, there is a box of chocolates everywhere Every corner. you turn. So, I mean... <laughs> they were very kindly gifted to us by a listener following the open day, so thank you to Squeegee for all those visits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that says it all, really. That, that is my training for the next few weeks. So we'll wait till 2024 then. Yeah, thank you very much. Nile Rogers and Chic with I Want You Love. They'll be performing on The Rock next June. I'm joined now by Owen Smith, uh, one of the organisers of the concert. Owen, it's, it's only been a couple of hours since you announced this this event. What's the response been like so far? Yeah, really a, a lot of excitement, basically. I mean, it's really great to be welcoming back, um, you know, big musical stars to The Rock. So uh, I, I can really feel the anticipation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Nile Rogers, a music icon. I mean, remind us of some of those hits that he's churned out over the years. I mean, I think everybody's going to be familiar with the music of Nile Rodgers and Chic. Um, it, it really, their their set list is a non-stop, um, you know, uh, hit wall-to-wall hits. Really, not just their own music, but also music that he's worked on as a legendary, iconic uh, music producer, and and also credited as being one of the best guitarists in the world. So, you know, if you want to, you know, get lucky, then, you know, come along I to the concert. I see what you did there. Well done. How many others line. can you, do you think you can squeeze into this interview? Uh, well, do you I'm, think we'll dance, dance, dance all night? I think that's probably, you know, it, it's going to be a good time for absolutely sure. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think it's just, you know, like when you, you were just playing that intro track there, you know, you can just feel what kind of music it's going to be, what kind of amazing, like a party atmosphere it's going to be. I'm sure in. everyone's going to freak out. Absolutely freak out, <laughs> you know. And, and what a great way to start your summer. So, uh, I mean, that's what we're really great. Um, it's really exciting to be announcing the show. Nice to be announcing it with quite a lot of time, run-up time as well, you know. Yeah, something to look forward to in 2024. Yeah, yeah. And then, of 
course, apart from the music that Nile Rodgers has worked on with Chic, he's also worked with some just some massive names, no? like Madonna, uh, David mean, Bowie. His music is very yeah. well known. Just uh, you, you know, you hear a song and you won't realize that Nile Rodgers exactly, perhaps wrote yeah. it or produced it. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you're mentioning names that are absolute legends in their own, like like David Bowie, like Madonna. Uh, more recently, acts like Daft Punk. I mean, it's it's an absolutely in, incredible musical catalogue that that Nile has to his name, and and it's for that reason that he is such a star, and also somebody who has won so many musical accolades. You know, from Grammys to being inducted into the Music Hall of Fame. I mean, it's been it's an amazing career, and it's going to be amazing to welcome him to Gibraltar. Well, we ran a competition uh, earlier uh, on the morning show with Lucinda. She announced the winner and we were giving little clues out on breakfast, Stephanie and I, <laughs> uh, little songs that, uh, well, little big songs that now Rogers had been involved in and seeing if people could make the link between them and figure out who was yeah. coming. And Ian was our very lucky winner. This was <laughs> a moment he found out. Hello, is that Ian? Yes, yes. Ian, <laughs> oh, listen to you. You sound happy. Do you know why we're calling you? Yes, I've been listening through the radio right now. Oh, <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah. Ian, yes, Lucinda here from Radio Gibraltar. You've only gone and won them. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Ian, who's actually turned out to be quite a mega fan, wasn't he? It seems that, I mean, he's seen them live. He saw them live in the 80s. And, and I think that really speaks to what an amazing uh, cross-generational act uh, Nile Rodgers and Chic really are. Um, you know, a band that have been going, uh, started in the 70s and are still touring every single year, still selling out shows all over the world and, and hopefully selling out a show in Gibraltar in June next year. I mean, you've put together massive lineups for music festivals here in Gibraltar in the past. Owen, how challenging is it to entice these big acts to the rock? I think it's, you know, it's uh, these days it's a different kind of challenge because there's so much competition, particularly in this area. Um, you know, we really wanted it. You know, I'm doing this with uh, Jordan from uh, from Jib Media as well, and we really wanted to get um, a musical act for next year because we can really set. There's a real sense in Jib of a, a wish to return to big concerts and so on. And um, and we've actually spoken to quite a lot. And you know, the competition uh, in our immediate area is one of the biggest challenges I think right now. Um, acts are always super keen to come to Jib. It's such a unique place. They've heard so much about it from the years of the music festival. Um, but that's the big challenge that we're, we're competing with other festivals all over the world, but specifically now in this area of the world. Now up the coast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And of course, we're blessed with so much local musical talent on the rock. But in terms of, like you said, big concerts, we seem to have been lacking since COVID to the pandemic. It's been a while since we've had a really feel-good concert like this one. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we were so lucky this summer to have a really great concert with the Gypsy Kings here. Uh, we had a really great concert at the beginning of the year with uh, with Taxi. And, uh, you know, and we also had uh, Julia Marley here as well. But I think this is just a slow build-up to, you know, really getting music going back on the rock again. And, um, and hopefully, you know, it will be one of many more to come, I think. Obviously, it's not your your place to say, but do you ever envisage Gibraltar going back to the good old days of the the GMF and the MTV calling? I mean, I, I hope that we will get back to having a really good program of music either throughout the year or at least throughout the summer. That's something that people can really look forward to. And I think that as we start to establish Gibraltar maybe as a place to come um, as an alternative to some of the festivals in, in this area, 
I think that's a real possibility, you know, and certainly um, some of the acts that we were trying to get for 2024, we are, you know, we're already speaking to them about 2025. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, so there's even more in the pipeline. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. You know, I mean, I think this is obviously, this is going to be a great show. It's in June next year. We're really hoping that lots of people respond to this. And I think it's going to be amazing. This is and in if it the goes, Europa Sports Hall, right? That's right, Europa Sports Hall. Um, and, uh, you know, if it really goes well, then definitely we will be looking to look at other things as well. Do you ever get a chance to enjoy the concerts that you organise, Owen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I always really <laughs> you think enjoy so? them. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> what I, about the logistics of making sure everything's running smooth? I, I mean, personally, I don't just enjoy music. I enjoy production as well. So I enjoy it in that sense. Uh, but yeah, I think this is going to be a great show and I'm pretty sure I'll get the chance to, to sit back and enjoy the music as sit well. Sit back or stand up on your feet. Or stand up, probably. And have a little dance. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> Good, yeah. I'm glad. Uh, so pre-sale tickets are out tomorrow? That's right, 10 o'clock tomorrow on buytickets.gi. Um, we decided to get this show out as quickly as possible before Christmas. You know, it's a, it's a great time uh, to, you know, we thought possibly... Maybe even uh, Christmas presents. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what we were kind of thinking, you know, it could be. Why, why not get it out before Christmas, you know, just in case people want to do that. And then if not, you know, we're going to put it properly on sale in, at the end of January. At a time when so many of us are are so lucky to have so many material items and sometimes experience gifts are the way to go. No? I think so. I mean, personally, I really love giving and receiving experience gifts, uh, gifts uh, that and food. But I agree with the food. <laughs> yeah. But so, and I think this just makes that's that's basically why we did it. We just thought, you know, it was a bit of a rush to get it out before Christmas, but we thought let's go for it because it is such a nice thing to be able to give a gift like this. Um, if that's what you're thinking. Well, our lucky uh, winner this morning, Ian, uh, was certainly first in line to get those tickets. Uh, Absolutely. The, fir- <laughs> the first guy through the door, which is perfect, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's only a limited number that we're putting on sale tomorrow, uh, but probably some of the best seats. So it'd be a good chance to get to grab some of that. And, in the, and the, it is a fully seated event. So um, it's definitely a question of getting your, if you want to get a good seat, then do get Gotta in there. Got to get in there quick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Owen Smith, for joining us today. Thank talking you. about Nile Rogers and Sheik performing on The Rock next June. Thank Thanks. you so much. Well, Gibraltar is certainly in the Christmas spirit, but while this time of year can be wonderful for many, it can also pose its challenges to our neurodivergent community. Those with ADHD and autism, for example, the extra socialising, the flashing lights, loud music, it can be difficult. The charity Possibilities has been working hard in the community to raise awareness on these issues and really break the stigma surrounding them. And joining me now is Nicole Buckley and Ruth Jacks. Welcome to the studio, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. And Nicole, a familiar face and voice for many <laughs> by now but uh, first time for Ruth so so welcome yeah. uh, so many as I said yeah the, the lights the Christmas carols the uh, bright decorations the different foods for some it's the best part of the season but then for others it can be uh, especially those with, with sensory issues it can be very challenging so just how difficult can this time of year be it can be extremely difficult um, for those with sensory um, sensitivities and I think that's something we have to be really aware of um, as a community and as as a family as well, um, you know, tuning into their needs and asking, having these conversations, um, what, what does um, the individual find challenging, what are they sensitive to and adapting um, our environment to that. Um, a lot of people like you said, enjoy um, these kind of things in Christmas um, and it kind of gets overlooked for the people who do find these things challenging. Um, but with small adaptations um, that we make, we can make Christmas enjoyable for everyone just by having that awareness and having those conversations um, with the individual or the individual's immediate family or carers or support system. 
We'll talk about some of those adaptations we can make shortly. But uh, what could happen when a neurodivergent person experiences a sensory overload over Christmas? What can that uh, result in? Um, so it can result in a meltdown, um, which is when the individual gets dysregulated um, and finds it um, basically gets overwhelmed. Um, and a meltdown can be either... Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Tears, perhaps, um, meltdowns. Yeah, so a meltdown would be obviously our worst case scenario because um, a meltdown then it means total dysregulation and the person or the individual is finding it hard then to cope with every um, aspect of their sensory environment that's going on. So what we're looking to do is to try and avoid reaching that point. So I think it's just being having that foresight to what can cause those potential triggers. So, you know, anything from have you got some really like um, oddly scented candles going on that maybe, you know, you have individuals in your household who might find that to be a trigger, who might not even be able to communicate that. So I think it's having the foresight for something. Um, and it could just be, it can't just be your candles, but your candles, it could be the smell of the turkey going on, you know, maybe just to open some windows. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it is something to do with that, you know, is there loud music? Are we aware of what our individuals at home find as triggers? And can we prevent those from happening? What if we're not aware of what's triggering? Well, try and communicate, you know, and it's communicating comprehension as well, you know, and are we listening and are we reading into what our loved ones really require, you know, if they can't communicate that? And it's supporting as best as we can. So we all have, and I always say equality and equity, yeah? And, oh, yeah, we all need to have a good Christmas, yes, but what do we each need to reach the point of having a good Christmas together? So I think it's important to highlight those factors as well and say right what do we all need to reach a good Christmas together? It's uh, great that we're having these conversations nowadays and um, thanks to Possibilities and other charities in Gibraltar that really worked hard to kind of break down the stigma people are a lot more aware than they used to be Uh, so perhaps children now will benefit from that but what about the adults who've kind of lived with these issues their entire lives and perhaps have in cases of perhaps autism where they've learnt to mask uh, what's triggered them over the years perhaps they're still suffering to this day and they don't know how to communicate now actually you know I've I've always hated Christmas and it's (laughs) Because, you know, the music is blaring and the lights are are too bright. Um, How how do you open that kind of dialogue and that communication now, even if you're an older person? Well, I think, again, it's about putting those adaptations in place beforehand as well, you know. And what caused that challenge last Christmas and how can we overcome that this Christmas, you know? And I think it's about respecting the individual as well. So maybe it's not so much about having um, a direct conversation about it, but just have the awareness beforehand. And then if the requirement comes up, then have that open dialogue and communication, you know. And even if the individual cannot communicate that directly, read into the situation, you know. And again, to bring about the equity at Christmas. And I think if we are looking at adults who have had these challenges in the past, I think they're going to be very welcoming of a more adapted Christmas and say, wow, this is what, you know, um, we've always required because of our and our awareness at home. And if it's children who have recently been diagnosed or families with very young children who have, you know, just been exposed to to the life of having a supported need or a disability, I think they're going to get off on the right foot and just always have been able to embrace a good Christmas and, and an equitable Christmas. So I think, yeah, it's about reading the room, reading the people you're supporting at home, reading those around you and really just being welcoming. And, and if you don't understand it and it's all a bit too complex for you, then just respect what that person needs and requires, you know? If we, we talk about as well, like, diets, 
you know? Yes, food can be quite uh, an issue, no? Yeah, it can be mm. a challenge. So if they don't want turkey and roast potatoes, then we're going to have ham and crackers because that's mm. what they want, you know? Mm. And that's how we reach an equitable Christmas because just because it's stigmatised that we all need to have turkey and stuffing on the 25th, mm. well, if that person doesn't want turkey and stuffing mm -hmm. and that is really going to cause them an overload, then just give them ham and crackers if that's what they want mm -hmm. because we can all then have an equitable Christmas dinner together. Why does it matter what we're eating? Mm -hmm. You know, why does it matter if we have loud music or not? It should be about the presence, about who's around you. I was going to say the difference between an enjoyable Christmas and one that isn't enjoyable could even just be something as simple as turning down the volume, volume a few notches, right? Yeah. And yeah, just being mindful and flexible and communic communicative. I think that's the most important thing. Um, not having so much so rigid expectations of people because um, that tends to put a lot of pressure on individuals um, with supported needs who, who can already ha can have been having a, a challenging time. So just, yeah, not having those um, expectations and just kind of allowing things for what they are. Um, and like Nicole said, respecting, even if you can't understand it because you haven't gone through it yourself, just respecting, respecting the matter. Like, this is this is what it is and this is how it's going to make that individual comfortable and enjoy have an enjoyable time. So let's just respect that. We're also very lucky in Gibraltar that we all live very close to family members. You might have the 24th, the 25th, the 26th and every day in between books <laughs> between now and 2024. Yeah, so perhaps, parties. yeah, so maybe perhaps it's also a case of maybe just holding back on just how many events you yeah. agree to. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, and if your family are embracing of neurodiversity in your family and, and in those around you, um, I think, again, it's about understanding the situation and just respecting it, as Ruth says for what it is, sorry, <laughs> and, and respecting it for what it is and, and for who is around you, you know? And I think if you don't understand something, ask. Mm -hmm. Ask the parent. Because when I had my son when he was younger, sometimes I didn't want presents wrapped because that caused too much anxiety. Ask. Mm -hmm. You know, shall I wrap? Which is actually easier all around. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And sometimes there are things that you might completely overlook mm -hmm. being, you know, neurotypical. And it's asking those parents, is asking, you know, how do you want that present delivered? How do you want it wrapped? Do you want wrapping paper? You know? No, thank you. Just put it in a gift bag because it causes less anxiety. Okay. Something as simple as that. You know? Do you want me to walk in with the gifts or would you like the presents under the tree already? What used to give a lot of anxiety um, in my household was having the presents under the tree in the run-up to Christmas. So when families bring around gifts, ah, here's your gift, you know, leave it under the tree, ready for your family to come along obviously because Father Christmas delivers his own. Um, but again, is that going to cause too much anxiety? In my household, yes. You just keep them in the wardrobe. You know, and then that morning... What about the pressure of opening gifts in front of family and friends and expecting absolutely. a certain reaction? Absolutely. So it's adapting to that as well. When do you want us to open the gifts? You know, yes, Christmas morning for most households, absolutely. But if that individual doesn't want to, if they want to open at five o'clock, then five o'clock it is, you know? Less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, recently, just days ago, the 2023 GBC Open Day Trust uh, broke all fundraising efforts thanks to the community's generosity. Yes. All that money then gets distributed back to local charities and Possibilities has received a staggering £45,000. So <laughs> just how is that money being used? Okay, so it's actually gone towards the creation of our bespoke fitness and rehabilitation centre at Possibilities. And our gym supports everybody who wants to be, you know, who is, again, neurodivergent and the neurodiverse community amongst our members. And it can support them just from their general fitness and well-being. 
straight through to whatever sporting um, achievements they wish to achieve. So it's very, very good. It's a very um, excellent facility, if I must say so myself. I mean, that's the feedback from our members. Um, it supports those who are receiving physiotherapy. It, it supports those who can't access mainstream um, fitness facilities. So it really is a broad, broad spectrum. And we've spoken to you many times over 2023 because you guys always have something happening, <laughs> whether it's one of your midterm camps, which are always like chock-a-block and yeah. uh, people really want to find a place in those camps or your fundraising. So what's 2024 looking like for possibilities? Well, Ruth? <laughs> There's so much you don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah, no, we do have a lot of things planned, but some of the things we can't we can't actually um, speak about publicly because they're kind of. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm. They're in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we've got lots in the pipeline. We've got lots in the pipeline, and um, as a community and, and my and my team really do know. You know, I'm always um, wired with different ideas. So I think they're being rather they're airing with trepidation at the moment. They're like, do we mention it? Because there's lots going on. Um, Friday, <laughs> yes, Friday's actually our flag day. So pop down to us in Main Street. We've got some festive fun going on there, collecting some funds, obviously. Um, 26th, we've got the Polar Best Swim. Yeah, we've got the Polar Best Swim and Sammy Tombridge is taking the lead on that. And we've got um, quite a few possibility supporters also um, taking part. Um, I think we are ourselves as well. Um, so that's well done, be, taking yeah. the plunge. <laughs> that's going to be um, exciting. Um so yeah, we'll be there raising funds for possibilities and we hope to see you guys there. If, you, if you'd like to get involved, please reach out to us. More the merrier. <laughs> yeah, and you guys, of course, apart from the funding, I believe you're also always keen to have volunteers help no? because you've just got so much work on. Always, yeah. So we, again, possibilities want, as you rightly said, break down the stigma and break down like um, the barriers that have always been faced about the differences in, in, in our community, you know, and just, and just again equality and equity so yes please please come down come get involved um you know offer any time to any of our initiatives that you can just to get involved to support the charity however you can and yeah just please please come along and be part of our our movement we've actually just uh, had a message come in from albert who says uh, that he thinks this is a very important issue that he himself suffers from this symptom and this period of year is the worst one for him so we're sorry to hear that albert he says the loud music the lights the fireworks make him very ill and he thinks in his humble opinion that neighbors uh, should take that into consideration too mm-hmm. and that he actually leaves his house and rents a place away from the noise and that's not a nice thing to go through so uh, yeah really upsetting to hear that people in the community are, are going through this and don't have the support they need but thank you for for being in touch albert thank you and thank you very much uh, to nicole and ruth for the work that you do in the community and also just for joining us here today thank you very much thank you you. you thanks for listening to those highlights from gibraltar today i'm kelly m borge the show's producer we're live on radio gibraltar monday to friday from one to two getting behind the headlines and you can catch up here whenever you like until next time have a good one GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.